Hello! Thanks for tuning in to the Saturday Night Supper Club podcast. This week we're hearing from Brian Fenimore as he shares about the power of God's voice. Brian is unique when he speaks because he always takes time to prophesy over listeners and interact with us and encourage us with the words of the Lord. You'll hear a lot of that in his message. He talks about his own personal experiences and how listening to the Lord and stepping out and praying for people and speaking truth and life over them can really stretch your faith, but in the best way. Enjoy. Please grab your Bibles and go with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Um, In my own personal journey, everyone is obviously probably in Bible study groups or learning different things. I've been uh, very intentionally having the Lord take me back and study a specific concept called um, dynamic words from the Lord, and I'll explain what that means. And the Bible is actually full of these, and most people don't see them, and so I've been going on this adventure of looking at different words in the Greek New Testament and seeing uh, how I used to understand them and now how the Lord's really helping me get a grasp on them. And this is one of them here, right here in Ephesians chapter five, verse 26. Let's read it. And we're, tonight I'm gonna talk about the power of God's word that purifies you. And it says this, so that he might sanctify her, this is the Lord Jesus, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. Now, uh, when I used to read this, I thought this meant, well, what you do is you Um, get an mp3 or something on your computer and you just play the bible all day long and somehow this effect of being sanctified and washed comes out of that experience did you guys ever think that way about it okay no one did all right good well that's what we do in kansas city now what i started realizing as i was looking at this now look at the passage it says that jesus wants to sanctify you and cleanse you by the washing of the water of the word Now, the word here for word is fascinating in the Greek New Testament. There are two words for the word word. Hopefully, I don't keep saying that a hundred times. There's the word logos. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard that being said, but let's define the term. Logos is actually interesting because it means logic. In fact, it not only means logic, it literally means to define a statement or present an argument. So, in John chapter 1, verse 1, where it says, In the beginning was the word. We're, we're learning that God is, Jesus, is, when he appears, he's the argument or the presentation from God. He's also, what does God think? Well, he's the logic of God. He's the statement of God. That's what it means when we use the word logos. And so Jesus is that. And it means to actually persuade somebody. So now, when you read the Gospels and they refer to him as a logos, it means he's trying to persuade people with a persuasive argument that shows the knowledge and the wisdom of God to bring people to salvation. That's why we call him the word, the the logos. Now, the word here that we're going to now look at, and this is what I'm going to spend my time emphasizing with you, is the word rhema. Have you guys ever heard that word thrown around? Okay, well, it's a Greek word. It means word also. And this is what you get uh, if you guys ever get to study the Greek. Um, When you translate from one language to another, you can get the kind of the concept, but the, the word, like I'm sure you've heard, the word for love in the Greek New Testament, there's four words, and they actually have different meanings. It's the same thing with the idea of the word word. What's a rhema? Now, you'll find this fascinating. A rhema, here's how it's described. 
A rhema is a living, dynamic word. It's a living voice. And when it's brought into a situation, it imparts life. So this is important. God doesn't want you to just study his word like a, a philosophy book, because obviously we do have the wisdom of God in God's word. He also wants to personally encounter you and speak a dynamic word to you. Now, why is that so important for you and I? Because when God releases his word, transformation happens at many different levels. Uh, one, we experience the nearness of God. God releases something that we actually do not possess. He actually equips it by speaking it to us. In fact, we actually find that when a rhema is encountered and released in our life, something that uh, could not be possible is actually given to us. This is where miracles and healing actually take place. When I hear God's living word and I speak it into a situation, anything's possible. Now, let's go back to the passage, and I'm going to show you the word that's used here. He wants to sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of a rhema. So God doesn't set you up. Now, this is important. The word sanctify here does not mean purity in this passage. If Paul wanted to say purity, he'd say, well, God wants to purify you. He used the word sanctify. Now, sometimes the word sanctification means to be set apart in a pure way and how you live, but sanctified also means to be set apart for the exact purpose of what you were created to do. Do you know, if you guys ever ran into people that are actually on the planet, created in the image of God, and they're not doing what God has created them to do, and they have literally no clue what it is, and so they just do whatever they find themselves doing. This passage is not talking about how do I live a holy lifestyle, it's actually saying how do I actually come into what God created me to do? God speaks a living word to me. And when God speaks a living word, it washes me of wrong perceptions of how to live on the planet, what I'm actually to be doing, and it actually empowers me to live the way that God has created me. So if you guys ever heard this, the definition for the word sanctification means to function the way you were created to be. So if I like build a car and the car takes gasoline to run, and I do not put gasoline in it, it's not sanctified properly to do what it was created to do. You, in your mother's womb, was created to do something very specifically, but the only way that you can come into it is having a dynamic word from God being spoken to you. He defines your identity, he defines your destiny, and he defines and empowers you to do it. In fact, I believe your calling in God cannot be done without the power of his spirit. Because he always calls you beyond what you're able to do because you have to walk with him to accomplish these things. And it comes from a dynamic word. All right, let's keep moving on with this. Are you guys with me so far? Okay. Uh, <laughs> at a certain point in my life, I actually was on staff at another ministry. And um, we were invited. This is back in 1994. That tells you how long ago it was. And at that time in the church, did you guys ever hear this thing called the Toronto Blessing? Does that make any sense yeah, to you? Yeah. So three people, good. Shows us how <laughs> old we're getting. It was something that came out of Toronto, and it was kind of spreading across the United States. And um, since I was an assistant on staff, I flew out with a person that uh, was the director of the ministry. And we went out to this church. It was actually a gentleman named Cheon, if you know who that is. Uh, we went out to his church for a week of meetings. And um, it was kind of funny, just to show you the atmosphere, we get there. And we're trying to pick up our bags, and these five young people come and pick us up. 
And before they'd help us actually go to the baggage claim and go to the meeting, we actually had to give every one of them a prophetic word. Isn't that kind of scary? Usually they don't do that kind of stuff. They wait, but the minute we got there, they said, oh, here you are, give us a word. And they wouldn't actually take us to the baggage claim until we gave them words. That was the beginning of it, could you imagine? We go to the, this place called Mott Auditorium. Have any of you ever heard of Mott Auditorium? One person, all right. You know the, the Apple Mott? They actually had this auditorium in Pasadena, California, and Cheon had rented it, and they were having meetings that actually started at 8 o'clock in the morning and went till midnight every night. Can you imagine? In California. In Pasadena. In Pasadena. And so I, we come into the middle of this, and these guys, don't, they don't know what the word stop or rest means at all. We, we get in the meeting, and uh, we were either ministering to people, they were doing a sermon, people were falling on the ground, or we were eating Chinese food. <laughs> and I don't mean a little bit, I mean so much that my stomach actually hurt. In fact, I tried to figure out how to skip meals, and the only way that I could do it was to act like the Spirit of the Lord was on me so they wouldn't bug me to take <laughs> me to go eat lunch. And we're actually a, a week into this, and, my, and I actually went to the back of the sanctuary to stretch my stomach out. I was in so much pain from all the rice I had been eating all week long. And you're going, does this have anything to do with it? Yes, we're finally getting there. So I needed a break. Uh, it, it was, it, if I had my eyes open or if I acted like I wasn't being ministered to by the Spirit of the Lord, someone was grabbing me and having me pray for like 100 or 200 people. I mean, it was exhausting. So I went and sat in these chairs in Mott Auditorium. And do you guys remember the old auditorium chairs? They were made out of wood and they, and they actually weren't reclined at all. They were kind of like that. And so when you sat on I me, mean, it just hurt. It didn't matter where you sat. Well, I went and sat in one of those chairs. <coughs> and I'm, I'm leaning back and I'm closing my eyes and I'm just, oh, Lord, I'm just so tired. I can't eat any more rice. I, I just want to go home. And, and this is what I'm thinking in my head. That's called a prayer, all right? And so <laughs> I'm thinking this in my head. And I have this experience where um, a picture comes into my mind and I see, uh, w they had like 10 people on staff, I see one of the pastor's wives come up and put her hand on my head and start telling me a bunch of stuff about my future. And I'm, and I'm watching this and I'm like, that's the weirdest thing. And I'm actually talking to myself like, wow, I have the weirdest imagination. And I just get done saying that to myself and I open my eyes and here comes that pastor's wife and she slaps me on the head and says exactly what I just saw, exactly. Once that happened, uh, I'm trying to show you how powerful God's word is, the Spirit of the Lord hit me, and it was so powerful that I actually jumped out of my chair and went straight into the auditorium, uh, the stage, and fell down on the ground and laid there under the Spirit of the Lord for over two hours. Now, what was that? That was a living word. And, I, and what blew me away is that God could actually show me exactly what he's going to do before he did it and then have the person say, I mean, it's just so scary. Do you guys understand how scary that is? <laughs> to have that person say exactly what I just saw in a picture. Well, this is what God actually wants to release in the midst of us, and he wants it to become normal. When we come into the house of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14 talk about what it's like when you come into God's house. And it's actually supposed to, you ready for this? I uh, used to love the early vineyard days because John Wimber would say, it's supposed to be scary when you come into the house of God because, not because God's fearful, but because God knows the secrets of people's hearts and he wants to actually transform them every time they walk into a room. 
And um, do you remember those days? I, I mean, I couldn't actually wait to go to church because the Spirit of the Lord was so powerful and so alive. It's like every week we just saw people being transformed everywhere. Well, God has given us a very simple way to do that. It's called a rhema. And, in, and it's called discovering his heart of love for an individual. So how do I function in a rhema? I begin to, now, I found this to be true. You guys found this to be true? The way that God commands us to love a person is too hard to do on our own. I mean, are you, let's just be honest with each other. Don't people get on your nerves periodically and you think, well, that, that person's kind of hard to love. Okay, no one's going to admit that. So, um, <laughs> so, but yet Jesus commands me to love people and to minister to people. And um, through, uh, just like you guys, I go through a series of events where I think, well, I'll minister that person because they're kind, but that person's kind of snarky, so I don't think they actually should receive a word. Do you guys think like that? <laughs> right. I'm trying to be honest with you guys. No one's responding to me. You're just laughing, so let's move on. So um, I, I went on a really hard ministry trip, and the guy that I went on the trip with, uh, I actually wanted to hit him with a two-by-four. That's the only way that I could express love to him. I mean, he really was that obnoxious. And so... Why am I telling you guys all this stuff? But anyways, um, and I never saw the guy uh, ever before I went on the trip. When I got home from the trip, we had this terrible ministry experience down in Cuba. We come back, and I don't ever want to see this guy again, and everywhere I go, there he is. And I'm trying to ask God to stop letting me meet him. Okay? Could you flatten his tire, God, or let him roll his, his uh, Jeep over a couple times? Don't hurt him, but just injure him so I don't have to. And every day I'm running into him everywhere I'm going. Um, is it all right if I be honest with you about this? Because, uh, okay. So um, one day I'm praying and I'm like, God, please, I, I really don't, are you, uh, what are you trying to get across to me? This person gets on my nerves. You know they get on my nerves. I've asked you to deliver me from this and you haven't. What's going on? And I'm on my knees and we call this prayer, I actually call it whining prayer. And I'm telling him this and the Lord stops me and he says, Brian, the reason why you can't love him is because you've never asked me to tell you what I think about him. He said, if you'd asked me what, how I love that person, it would transform the way you see him. A living word, right? So now that's kind of scary when God actually says that. I thought, well, maybe I ought to ask him. I said, well, so what do you think about this person? Well, God came to me as a father, and he said, this man had his father abuse him as a child, He's been rejected and broken his whole entire life, and all the conflict you came into was light came into that situation and exposed all his pain in front of everybody, and you saw it, and you thought, this is ugly, but what I was doing is I was trying to show you, tap into my love so you could actually transform this guy. Now, living words are the, the words of God's love to break down the barriers to see people come into God's love. And I think you cannot have God's love unless you ask for it for individuals. And so when we're trying to get rhemas or dynamic words, we don't want to look to ourselves to try to love people. We want to look into the heart of God's love for a person and minister to him. Because he loves people more than we ever do. In fact, I think we love them and know them after God's heart if we let his love for them touch us. All right, let's keep moving on. So this is how God gives us rhema words for like ministering to people, but let's, let's take the passage and look at it again. It says it's supposed to sanctify you by rhema. Sanctify just doesn't mean your destiny. It means anything that doesn't line up with your destiny. So let's, let's 
just for a minute, explore that. That also means that when people are hurting or broken, God wants to give a living word in that situation also and restore them. No one here tonight has any physical furbies, right? I didn't even say that, right, because I was about to cough. No one here tonight has no physical infirmities, right? I know you guys do. I do too. Well, what actually sets me free? A living word of restoration. A word that sanctifies me. I, um, I'll do this and then I'll get on to ministry here. I um, had gone down to Guatemala and um, people told me before I went there, now don't drink the water. You're going to get sick. And so I heard that and I said, okay. <laughs> so I go down there and they actually only either have Coke or water. So we were in Guatemala and so I, I drank Coke all the time. Now I'm not really a big Coke drinker, but when it's either that or sickness, that's usually what you drink. So I drank Coke all day long and I actually brushed my teeth with Coke. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> and one day we're in the hotel restaurant and they're, what do you want to eat? And I said, could you, now I should have said, could you make me scrambled eggs? But I said, could you make me a salad without thinking that they're going to wash it with water? So they wash it with water, I eat it, and all of a sudden this really cool phenomenon hits my body. Um, some of the terms they use are like Montezuma's Revenge and stuff like that. And the person, uh, the guy, again, I was working on staff, and so the, the man who was running the ministry and his, and his son and myself were on this trip. Well, his son got the same thing I did, and the only time we had relief is when we were in the meetings with the presence of the Lord. So we just wanted to be in the meetings. The minute the meeting would be over, and the presence of the Lord had left, we'd actually look at each other and race to the bathroom and see who could actually get there. And I came home still with this condition. So I'm trying to pray for myself. I'm trying to do all this stuff. I'm not getting any better. I'm even reading the Bible, and Paul's telling Timothy, drink some wine, so I think, well, I'll do that. And I'm not a wine drinker. And so I'm actually drinking wine, uh, kind of getting smashed in my house by myself, and I'm not getting any better. So I finally end up going to the doctor. Look, I have this. And he goes, oh, it's not a big deal. Just take this round of antibiotics. I take the round of antibiotics. It doesn't work. Oh, okay, well, that was fine. Let's do another round. So he gives me another round of antibiotics. It doesn't work. So we're in round three of the antibiotics. And I'm, I'm kind of sitting on my bed and going, really, God? Am I going to, like, have this the rest of my life? What is this? Well, finally, their third round of antibiotics got over the Montezuma's revenge. But it created three other conditions. And one of them was a severe sciatic nerve pain issue. <laughs> it was actually so bad that I actually laid in my bed and I kept thinking, was it better to have the stomach issue or to have this issue? Uh, have any of you ever had sciatic nerve pain? Uh, it, I know Bob's dealing with it, but um, I had it so severe that I laid in bed and I'm not like a big crier, but I actually just laid in bed because it throbbed so uncontrollably that I couldn't sleep at night. I just cried because I was in so much pain. And I'm like, I, I, I mean, this is just getting worse. Now, you guys ready? Through the whole process, I never asked the Lord how he wanted to heal me. I just went about, here's how I think I should be healed. Mm -hmm. And so I just went about doing that. Lo and behold, uh, have you guys, uh, have you ever noticed you seek God after you've tried all your resources, and then you say, what do you have to say about this? Have you guys ever gone down that track? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I finally got on my knees and I said, okay, God, I'm, not, only am I not, uh, not only am I not happy about this, I'm really kind of frustrated at you. So really, how do you want to heal me? Uh, 
by the way, he said it really stretched me. He said, Brian, what I want you to do is I want you to lay hands on yourself, just like if you took your antibiotics three times a day, I want you to lay hands on yourself three times a day until I heal you. Now, when he said that to me, I went, that, that can't be, Lord. that's ridiculous. And so I was actually struggling with it, but I thought, I've exhausted everything else, so I might as well try it. I was so embarrassed to do that, I actually hid in my closet, put my hand on my back, and I'm, Holy Spirit, come. I just command this pain to leave in the name of Jesus, and then I'd see if I was better, and I wasn't. Isn't that great? So I'm doing this for, <laughs> doing this for two weeks. Nothing is changing. And I'm like, so God, I don't know what we're after here. I don't know if, I'm starting to even wonder if that was you. I think I'm just going to be living in pain the rest of my life. I noticed about three weeks end of doing this, the pain just left a little bit. And I recognized it and went, oh, it's actually starting to work. So I, I, instead of worrying about if the pain was there or not, I decided to like kind of commit myself to the word that God gave me and just go for it and just give my will to it instead of going on my emotions on how I felt about it. And I just started praying every day. It was almost like clockwork, just laying, Holy Spirit, come. I command the pain to lift off in the name of Jesus. And then I just go about my day. I didn't care if the pain was there or not. I figured, okay, God's told me this word. I'm going to stick with this. Uh, I think it was three and a half, four weeks into it. And I'm getting up to start my next day, and I'm laying hands on myself, and I actually realized that the pain was gone. Now, if you've ever been healed by God, once you have something for a long period of time, you actually don't believe you've actually been healed, so you actually try to re-injure your body to see if you're healed. So I actually got on the ground and flipped around and did all this stuff, and then actually wouldn't tell anybody that I was healed because I was afraid if I said something... You guys do this kind of stuff? If I said something, it would come back on me. You've ever done any of that kind of stuff? Okay. So a rhema actually restored me. Now, are you guys ready? In the New Testament, there's never been, it's kind of funny in our culture, we have the scripture, and so we think we don't need to have a living dynamic relationship with God, that we need to hear his voice, that we need him to speak to us. What we've done is we've We've taken the scripture and we've replaced relationship with God by reading what he said to people in the past. Now this is important. The Bible never presents the idea that we're not to read the word, but God has to be dynamic and we have to have for our life every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Our life has to be shaped by that. Now are you guys ready? You can tell how much his living word is affecting you right now by how you relate to Jesus in this moment. Because when you're having ramas coming toward you, you feel near to God. You have a sense of his love for you. Now, I'm not saying that you already don't know that, but he wants to take it from just you knowing it up here to where it's a living dynamic in here. Any of you guys ever studied biblical renewal or revival? Biblical renewal and revival isn't just the idea that the presence of the Lord come. It's the idea that people feel the nearness of God. Well, how does God bring his nearness? By a living word. He wants to speak to you because you're his sons and his daughters. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop the teaching and I'm going to model living words to you guys and then we're going to do that as a group. How's that sound? Okay. This gentleman right here, would you mind standing? What's your name, sir? David, do you mind standing? So during worship... I'm going to explain that. When I came the first time, I didn't explain the process. I'm going to explain the process. The voice of God can come three ways to you. You can feel it, which means 
he'll come to your emotions or something like that. You look at a person, you feel something. He might be saying, see, that's what they're dealing with, or this is how I'm ministering, and you feel it. You can hear words or phrases, or he'll show you pictures, okay? Um, so when I looked at him, and I was praying, I just said, well, well, share your love with me for this gentleman. And I actually saw him sitting uh, kind of where he was, but what happened is these people started gathering around him, and he would say words to them, and it would, like, pierce their heart. And I, and I started asking the Lord, well, what is that thing he's doing right there? And he said, well, see, what that is, is that's a power gift that I've actually been training and releasing in him, and it's more toward... Uh, it's more towards like evangelism. Whether you see yourself as an evangelist or not, God has actually made you strong with when you speak words, it actually pierces people's hearts. Mm -hmm. And God's going to actually use, that, use you in a greater dimension to actually do that kind of stuff. In fact, he kept showing me that as you go about your everyday life, you're going to have more people that are going to be drawn to you specifically. And they don't, won't even know why they're there. It's the Spirit of the Lord that's going to draw them there. And you're just going to engage them in conversation and God's going to give you words of wisdom that are actually going to pierce their hearts, and they're going to want to know who you know. Uh, can I pray for you about that? Okay. So, Lord, I ask that you'd bring your power and your presence to your son and just fill him with living words and bring those um, encounters for him, Lord. I ask that you would bless him and that your presence would be on him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you. <laughs> um, would you mind standing? Yeah, you? Yeah. Your name? Liz. You mind standing, Liz? Okay, now I want to make sure I get this one right because I wrote it down because trying to keep track of all this stuff is a lot of fun. Um, I actually see a, a, you're actually in a transformational uh, position right now with the Lord. There's a transition, and people can start words like that, but you really are. And it has to do with the teaching gift that's actually resting on your life. And I was asking the Lord, well, what kind of teaching? Because some people teach like from a podium, other people don't. Your teaching gift is more of a mentoring gift. And I actually saw you beginning to mentor people, love people, and actually have counsel resting on you to actually, in a sense, help people work through issues in their life. Does that make any sense to you? Okay, great. That's a blessing. So put your hands out. We're going to ask God to do this for you. So Lord... This thing that's actually in her because she, she, what was that you were telling me? That she has an ability to show compassion to people and you're going to use this to actually help her help people walk through issues in their life. Uh, there, there's a real, you're, you've been brought here specifically, there's a real strength of the Lord that's going to overshadow you and you're going to step into this and grow in it. And I just bless that, Lord. As that you would strengthen her and you would bless her. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Thank you. Now, guys, just so you understand, I'm sharing these words and I'm saying these things to you. You do not have to receive them just because I'm sharing them with you. You have to ask God to confirm them. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I'll go over that later on. All right, let me see. What was the next one here? Oh, let's move to physical healing. God was showing me that someone has pain in the arches of their feet. Who is that? Pain in the arches of their feet. And it could be, uh, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, I asked, is it left or right? He said, just pain in there. So you have pain. I know this is going to be hard, but would you stand, please, both of you? And let's pray for that real quick. <coughs> uh, um, it's kind of hard to have people do that and have you put your hands on them. So we're just going to ask the Lord to meet you. Do you mind putting your hands out like you're receiving a gift? Thank you. Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Release your healing power and presence in the name of Jesus. 
Okay, Lord, I ask that you'd bring your, your healing power and presence over the arch of their feet right now. I command the pain to stop right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask, Lord, that you would restore them. Now, just bring your power over the arch of their feet right now. And I command this to stop. In fact, I break the words that have been uh, spoken over them that they're going to always have to deal with. So I just command that to be broken right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask, Lord, that you would just put your hand on them, that you would uh, wash over the arch of their feet right now and give them strength. Where this might have come through a family line, I break the power of that right now also in the name of Jesus, and I ask that there would be a complete restoration. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, okay, someone had pain in their tailbone. Who's dealing with pain in their tailbone? Okay, so you, you're sitting in a wheelchair, so stand up. No, I'm just kidding. Just stay there. Uh, go ahead and stand up, and I'm going to pray for you too, okay? Now, let's go ahead and... I, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you guys have ever been in a room when a word of knowledge comes for healing, but I have so many things I'm dealing with. When they say something like, someone has a runny nose, even if I don't have a runny nose, I stand up because I'm always trying to get the presence of the Lord, just so you know that. Here we go. Um, guys, put your hands out like you're receiving a gift, please. Holy Spirit, would you just bring your power and your presence to your children right now? And I break the power of this infirmity. Holy Spirit, grab their tailbone and their hip right now and bring it back, in, bring it back into restoration in the name of Jesus. Just grab it, Lord. I command this weakness to come off their body. I command the pain to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, in fact, Holy Spirit, I, I can actually even sense you just grabbing their tailbone. Grab that tailbone, Lord, right now, and just pull it right now back into the place it's supposed to be. And I just command that weakness to come off of them right now in the name of Jesus. Now, restore them, Lord. Bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, mighty one. Just bless your name. Let's just wait a few more moments. Lord, I just thank you. I bless your name, Lord. You are good. Your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Thank you. All right, let's do this one. Lord, we should. Now, this is kind of some of these words. Uh, sometimes I'm asking the Lord, okay, now can we get some other stuff here? But he was showing me, um, this is kind of like a generic one, isn't it? Pain in your neck. So if you have, and he actually showed me that it's a muscle thing that's going on. Uh, I don't know if you know that you have this muscle that goes down your neck. It's called a trapezius muscle. And sometimes it gets all out of whack and it causes neck pain. Now, whether it is your muscle or not, if you have a pain in the neck, not if you are a pain in the neck, but you have a pain in your neck, please stand up and let's pray for you. All right, ladies, please, and uh, John, okay, please put out your hands like you're going to receive a gift. Holy Spirit, bring your power and your presence right now. All right, Lord, would you just grab their shoulders and their neck and I break the power of this weakness and this, uh, just in a sense of it not being in alignment, I ask that you grab a, their shoulders right now and their neck and pull it back into wholeness and restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Right now. 
Thank you, mighty one. Release more of your power. Yeah, there you go, Lord. More of your presence. Let wholeness rest on him. Lord, you are good. You are so good. Yeah, that, in fact, in a sense, Holy Spirit, just kind of grab their spine and just pull it so there isn't that pinching that's going on in the neck area right now. I just command that to lift off of them in the name of Jesus. And I ask that life would come to their bodies right now in the name of the Lord. Amen. All right, thank you. So, Bob, could you come back up here? Uh, I don't know why the Lord, I sense the Lord wanting me to do this. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Also, is there a per, do, does someone here, now, I'm having a really fun experiment with Jesus. I, I hope you guys are comfortable with me doing this. Some of you know me for a long time. Some of you don't know me. But what's going on is the Lord told me about a year ago that my words of knowledge are boring. And, and told me to stop being lazy doing words of knowledge. So what's going on right now is I'm challenging, I'm asking the Lord to give me stuff that I'm uncomfortable with to do it, okay? So if, if there is a person here named Gary, or you know a person named Gary, would you kind of wave at me? Person, you know a person named Gary? And, okay. So now we have three Garys, great. <laughs> I, I feel, and so I was asking the Lord about Gary. I don't know if this will work for you guys. You're gonna have to check. Yeah, the Lord was actually showing me that this Gary was actually struggling with hopelessness and that the Lord was actually going to come to him. Is that, so you're happy about that. Does that apply to your Gary too? Okay, and your Gary too? <laughs> Don't try to make it fit. Okay, so this Gary, the Lord was actually saying they're struggling with hopelessness and the Lord was going to actually visit him while they slept and actually give him a dream to restore hope to him. Okay, so let's pray for that. Father, for this person named Gary that you gave me, I ask that you would come to this person and break the power of hopelessness over their life and that you would restore them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, I want you guys, because I'm, in a minute I'm going to have you do this, I want you guys to watch how fun it is to see Jesus do something. So Bob's dealing with sciatic nerve issue. I'm going to ask Bob to put his hands out like this. And is it all right if I just put my hand right here on your hip? All right, now this is fun. Watch this. Holy Spirit, just bring your power and your presence around Bob's hip area right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. More. Yeah. Do you feel the presence of the Lord, Bob? I feel something, yeah. Yeah, so more. Come on, Lord, grab his hip. Sorry. If it sounds like I'm commanding God, I'm not trying to present that that way. This is kind of how I do this, okay? Uh, just grab his hip, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, come on. Now move it, Lord. Move it right now. I just command that pain to come off. Now move the bones and the hip back in alignment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. More. More. Do you guys see what's going on? Is that, do you feel your hip moving? <laughs> no, I'm trying to just touch you. Uh, What's happening, I'm going to overdo it, but he's standing here and the presence of the Lord's on him and he's starting to go like this and he's actually trying to resist it, which I think is funny. So, uh, Lord, I just bless that. <laughs> so that's the Lord. So, Lord, just come right now. There, it's, he's doing it more, more. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. You're so good. So good. Now, isn't it great? The Holy Spirit actually does better ministry than we do. Uh, Lord, I just bless your name right now. Oh, yeah. 
That was fun, wasn't it? That was like a pull. That whole thing that's going on with the muscles. Now, I command the inflammation and the stretching to stop right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, just come over his muscles, over his nerves. Now, there's a really interesting passage um, in Romans where it says, he causes something that is not to be. So we're going to speak specifically to something he's struggling with and ask God to give him something he doesn't have. Any... <laughs> Any breakdown of cartilage, any breakdown of padding in his spine, I ask that you would completely restore it right now in the name of Jesus and give it to him again, Lord. And I just command this weakness and pain to leave Bob's body right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, so, Bob, could you tell them what's going on? Well, my whole right side is so weak, and uh, I'm feeling all my, my weight shifting to my left hip for mm. some reason today. Just everything over here just went relaxed. <laughs> okay. And I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm having trouble standing up. Yeah, that's full. So if you feel like falling, you and John will fall, go to the ground, okay? Because okay. so, he's behind you. <laughs> okay. um, bless your name. No, come on, Lord. Just come on. Just bring it back into restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm going to take my hand off. I don't really need to have it there. He thinks I'm pulling him, so we can just watch. Holy Spirit, come on. Grab his head. Let's finish the work, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for it. Isn't that great to watch the Lord do this kind of stuff? Just come on, complete the work. By the way, praying for sick people is not begging Jesus to do it. It's learning to stand in authority and command things to come about. And so uh, thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Bless your name. Bless your name, Lord. Uh, now he's starting to move down his leg. Just move down his leg right now. Just restore him over his muscles. So just the pulling and the overexerting, I just command that to stop in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Bless your name. Uh, the best part about healing prayer is you actually get to worship the Lord because he does such a good job. So, Lord, I worship what you're doing. You're just so good at this stuff, Jesus. I just bless your name. You also get really hot and perspire a lot when you pray for people. Uh, Lord, I just, <laughs> just bless what you're doing. I thank you. Bless your name. So in a sense, it's like, Bob, there's like a heating pad that's actually coming over your back right now. And the Lord is just getting the muscles themselves to so just quit spasming. And so I, I just command the spasming to stop and, and just this restoration to come forth. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. So, and Bob's actually... Okay, so I'm just talking, I'm not explaining. When you start praying for a person, you have to pay attention to what's going on in your own body because the Lord will actually let you feel what he's doing when you're praying for another person. So what's actually happening is the power of the Lord's actually coming on this part of my torso, and I know it's what the Lord's doing for him, so I'm just going to agree with that. Everything you're even doing with his uh, front part of his torso, just to bring it into alignment, I just bless that. I just command it to come forth right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty one. Okay, who's the person that struggles with headaches? Someone in the room struggling with headaches? Yeah, so would you stand? Who else struggles with, okay, stand. Uh, so now the Lord's ministering. I'm relaxing, so now more words of knowledge are coming. Can you guys put your hands out like you're receiving um, a Thanksgiving gift? How do you like that? Is that Christmas? Holy Spirit, release your power in your presence. I asked that a cleansing would come over their, uh, their mind and their body right now. In the name of Jesus. 
Now see, while we're praying for them, the Lord's still ministering to him up here. Isn't that awesome? So Lord, come on, right now. Re- and this thing where they, uh, someone's been told they're not going to ever get over this, I break the power of that right now. And Lord, you can restore them. So bring your restoration power over their, their mind, over their, their brain, their cranium. Just bring your healing, uh, your cleansing power over them right now in the name of Jesus. And I just command these headaches to stop right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Thank you, Lord. All right, you guys can be seated. Thank you. Who's Is someone here struggling with nightmares lately? That's you. Would you stand, please? And you're struggling with that. Would you stand, please? If you're struggling with nightmares, you're actually in a process, right? I found it interesting. Uh, let's just begin to pray for that. Holy Spirit, bring your power and your presence. Um, you, the reason why your dreams, uh, you're having nightmares is the enemy is challenging a work of the Lord that's going on in your life right now. God's actually trying to bring you into a place of growing deeper in dreams from the Lord. And so the enemy thinks he th- has a right to challenge you. So we're just going to ask the Lord to stop that, okay? So right now, Holy Spirit, release your power and your presence over them. I break the power of these nightmares and I command them to stop in the name of Jesus. And now, Lord, fill them with dreams from you. Impart dreams. Let them grow in dreams. Let them receive counsel and healing in dreams. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Bless your name. Thank you, mighty one. Thank you, Lord. Are you doing okay? You think you're done? <laughs> okay, just stand there. All right, you may be seated. Would you stay standing? You can be seated. Thank you. Uh, put your hands out like this. I think the Lord has some more for you. So, Holy Spirit, bring your power and your presence. God is going to do more than you ask or imagine about his relationship with you. Not only is he going to make himself a father to you, where you understand his embrace, you're going to grow in revelation. In fact, the Lord is going to visit you not only in dreams, he's going to visit you by hearing his voice clearly, you're going to begin to have vision. You're going to become something you don't even see yourself as. God is going to visit you and the things that you've been longing for and hoping for. The Lord's not only saw that cry in your heart, he put it there because he's going to answer it. All right. And so, Lord, I ask that the whole package of revelation would just be turned up in her life right now in the name of Jesus. That she would actually, in fact, he's going to actually use this and you're going to find yourself going to like Walmart or places and you're going to end up knowing the secrets of people's hearts and the Lord's going to actually use you to begin to speak to them so that they understand that God is truly among you. And so Lord, I just ask that your blessing would be on your daughter right now in the name of Jesus. And what am I doing to get feedback? Okay, so Lord, I just thank you for what you're doing. I ask that the shalom and the embrace of the Father would be upon your daughter right now, and a sense of cleansing would come to her. I thank you for your goodness, Lord. In the name of Jesus. How are you doing, Bob? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. How does it feel? I don't know what that means. Does that mean you're better? or? Are you going to try to re-injure yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just stand up like five times like you 
Okay. That's so cool. So cool. Doesn't Jesus do an awesome job of ministry? Yeah, I know. It's so cool. So cool. Okay. All right. Um, you guys comfortable with this so far? Uh, so I, the Lord told me, I actually keep passing over you. I don't mean to do that. The Lord actually told me to have you stand up and minister to you. So would you mind standing? Yeah, would you stand? Um, help me with your name again. Abby? Kathy, sorry, Kathy. Um, do you have a son? And have you been praying a lot for a specific son and you think, boy, this kid's a pain in the neck and I wonder if the Lord's ever going to get him or any? Okay, maybe I shouldn't have put it that way. I, I actually saw you praying for a son and just something going on in his life very specifically with Jesus really trying to impact him about his destiny and him trying to connect into that. Have you been praying about? Okay, Phew, I have to make sure I say these things right. And so... I felt like the Lord showed me that because he wanted me to tell you that that prayer he's actually answering in his life right now and he doesn't want you to be afraid that God's not going to do that. In fact, God's going to open doors for him that are actually going to surprise you and it's because of God being faithful but because of your faithfulness to pray for him, these are the things that God's going to do for him. And so can we pray for that blessing? So Father, just release your blessing over this, your daughter's son. And just the good things that you have for her family, just let them come forth. In fact, the Lord actually told me that you don't actually understand the authority that you carry in prayer. Um, I think the enemy tries to convince you that your prayers don't have any effect. But the Lord wanted me to specifically tell you that just like he heard Elijah and answered his prayers, he's the same thing with you. You, you carry authority in the kingdom. And he's actually going to stretch you in your prayer life to see people actually get breakthrough. That's what he's been training you to do. And so can we ask him to stir that up in your life? And so, Father, just come to your daughter right now and stir this up. Just stir this up. I thank you for the good things that you're doing in her life. And I thank you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. All right, someone here named Joshua or know someone named Joshua? Oh, you just know everybody. That's amazing. Okay. H- who's the Joshua? My brother. Your brother? My brother. Your brother. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let me ask the Lord what it is, and then we'll go from there. How's that sound? Lord, it is. Thank you. All right, here's what I'm going to pray for this. I, I don't know where you guys are in relationship, and I don't know if it's for both of you or not. I'm being stretched myself. But there's something about your relationship with him that the Lord is going to change. And there's going to be a connection with him and an opportunity that's actually going to come from your brother, Joshua. I don't know if that's for you or for you, but I, I'd, I encourage you to pray about it because I think the Lord is trying to cause uh, a new adventure to happen with your brother named Joshua. And it's an adventure of um, doing something together in the arena of um, family stuff, but also maybe something in the arena of business. So you get to pray about that. I get to be stretched. Let's move on from that. How's that sound? Okay. Um, I think I'm done. Are you guys ready to try this? Do we have time? Okay, please stand. Everyone stand if you can. Get with one other person. If you don't know him, say hi. My name is... 
Now, let's not, let's not make the, when we do it this time, let's not make it hard, okay? Let's just ask you, so it's learning to practice the presence of God. So just like you saw me with Bob, I said, now, Holy Spirit, come. And then you actually don't pray for him immediately. You talk to him. Do you sense the presence of the Lord? They'll tell you. Now, by the way, when I first used to ask people, uh, I'd say, can I practice the whole prayer and release? I'd say, Holy Spirit, come. And I'd go, do you feel anything? And they'd go, no. And then I'd go, I knew it. Jesus isn't with me. I, I don't know why I do these things. So don't be blown away by, if they say no, just take it that they don't know what's going on. Just kidding. Just don't be blown away by that. When you ask him if they sense the Lord, ask him what they sense, and then ask God, share your love with me, and pray for him. Does that make sense? So let's do that. Let's start. Decide who's going to pray for who first. Invite the Spirit of the Lord. Ask him what they sense. And then ask God to show you his love for him and pray for him. All right, let's do that. As always, thanks for listening to the SNSE podcast. When Brian was finished speaking at Supper Club, we got into pairs and we prayed for each other. And what I love about when Brian speaks is he always demystifies the supernatural and he makes it accessible in the day-to-day. Prophecy isn't something that's weird or scary. It's something that God wants to do all the time. He's always speaking love and encouragement and truth. And we can tap into that and share it with people on a day-to-day basis. I encourage you as you go throughout your week to look around you for people who seem like they need encouragement and say a quick prayer for something that you don't even have to come up with that you can share with them. God will give you the words. He will give you the pictures and you get to step out in faith and share it. It will grow their faith and I guarantee it will grow yours. Here at Supper Club, we care so much about community. If you're ever in the Castle Rock, Colorado area, We meet every Saturday night and we'd love for you to stop by. We always have amazing speakers, awesome worship, and we always end with a free community meal.